Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. It is good to be back in church. It's bueno estar de vuelta en la iglesia. Amen. It's good to be back in church, you guys. Praise God. Thank you, worship team. You guys just sprung me on that song. What was the name of that song you guys did? The last? Nade como tu? Woo! We could have just played and prayed. They did that song the whole church service. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Jared was like, nah, he's sweating. Don't let them see you sweat, son. I haven't been in a pool pit for a month. No, he estado en el pulpito durante un mes. Se siente como se hubiera pasado un año. It seems like a year. Amen. No arme ninguna promesa. Now, I'm not going to make any promises, but I'll try. I'll try not to be too long today. Amen. I've had two cups of coffee. I ain't preached in five weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to shake the tree. No, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm not going to be here before you because I believe sometimes the message that most people need to get isn't the long ones. Amen. But uh, sin promises. No promises. <laughs> if you guys will, please uh, turn with me to Primero Samuel, 1 Samuel 12 y 24. 12 and 24. Amen. Praise God. 1 Samuel 12 and 24, and it reads this. Only fear the Lord. Solamente temed el Señor. And serve him in truth with some of your heart. Okay, we, okay. So serve him with truth with all of your heart. For consider how great things he has done for you. Has visto que buenas cosas el Señor ha hecho para ti. Hallelujah. God, we thank you right now for your word. We listen and obey. We give honor and glory and power. Dios te damos gracias por tu palabra. Escuchamos y obedecemos la bendición, la gloria, la sabiduría, la acción de gracias, la honor, el poder y la fortaleza. Gracias. Sean nuestro Dios por los siglos de los siglos. Amén. 
Amen, amen. Consider the great things that God has done for you. Has visto que buenos cosas la el Señor ha hecho para ti. Consider. Hmm. Ponder. Think. Consider the great things that God has done for you. Las cosas podría ser poer, peor. Things could be worse. Way, way worse. Muy, muy, muy peor. Things can be worse. I don't even have to preach about anything, but knowing this, things in your life could be worse. Way, way, way worse. We have a tendency to view life at a 2080 rule. Tenemos una tendencia a ver la vida en la regla viente 80. In church, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. In la iglesia, el viente por ciento de la gente hace el 80 del trabajo. 20% of the congregation tithe, while 80% give what they want. El viente por ciento de la congregación diezma, mientras que el ochenta por ciento de lo que paga. The Apostle Paul, el Apostle Pablo, warns us in 2 Timothy 3 and 1, and he says this, the description of how the church would act during perilous times. Would you say that there are some perilous times happening nowadays? There's war, wars and rumors of wars. La descripción de cómo actúa la iglesia durante tiempos peligrosos. Peligrosos. Paul describes it as attitudes, as people. Watch this. We shown this Second Timothy. Put that up there. He describes it as this: people were being lovers of themselves. Lovers of money, prideful, disobedient to parents. Let me stop right here. Do you guys realize that this letter that he wrote to Paul wasn't a letter, uh, I mean, that Paul wrote to Timothy wasn't a letter to young kids. It was a letter to the church. And, and, and Paul was explaining, he said that people were disobedience to parents. But if you go in, and I don't have time to sit down and tell you about the Greek and all that stuff. But what he was saying was being disobedient to authority. It isn't, it isn't the, uh, 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 an aspect of kids not listening to their parents. It's about us as adults being submissive to authority. He went on to say that people would be unloving, no amar, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, 
despisers of good. But the one characteristic I want to focus on today is this. Pero la única característica en la que quiero sentarme hoy es desagradecido. That is ungrateful. Mm. The definition of ungrateful. It is this. It's not feeling or showing gratitude. Ungrateful means that you are, you, you, you are showing, you're not showing gratitude. Amen. Now, I just want to ask you guys something before I go. Have you ever been around some ungrateful people? Come, come on, come on, somebody. Just, just, just right now, just, just shame the devil. Shame the devil right now. Just tell the truth. Shame the devil. Have you ever, don't look left or right, have you ever, been around some ungrateful people. And I'm talking about people that are unthankful, demanding, heedless, careless, thankless, self-centered, dissatisfied, unappreciative, insensible, grumbling, and forgetful. Now, when I'm sitting here, I I know as I'm sitting here speaking to you, you're going, I know some ungrateful people. Well, let me help you about somebody. I know somebody that, right now, they're the same person I'm thinking of right now, that you're thinking of too, you know who that person is? You. So right now, stop thinking about your husband. Stop thinking about your wife. Stop thinking about your little kids that ain't got what they want. You need to start looking at yourself. That same person you looked at first thing in the morning. You need to look at yourself and say, you was just an ungrateful. Ungrateful people don't realize that things could be worse. <laughs> ah. So today I want to talk to you just for a minute on how to change your view, your perception, and your perspective when life deals you a bad hand. Now I know all y'all are Christians here and you guys don't gamble and you don't play cards. <laughs> or dominoes. But, you know, life has a tendency to give you a bad hand sometimes. Some people got it nice. People say, you've been, you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. But have you ever played dominoes and you get all doubles? Some of y'all, well, I've never played dominoes before. Just, just bear with me. What does that mean when you slap it on the table? No, no, no. So when you got a handful of dominoes, it's not the fact, listen, listen, it's not the fact that you look and you're like, what am I going to do with what I got? It's how you play what you've been given because things could be worse. You play, if you play, it doesn't matter what kind of cards you're playing. If you're playing spades, bid whiz, if you're playing, you guys, come on. You guys, if you guys are sitting down at the blackjack and, and whatever it is, it, if you know how to play the game the right way, 
But I love this one thing that, 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 that Paul said to the church of Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. And he gives us this, this thing about when you get a bad hand, when life gives you a bad hand, what are you going to do with it? This is what Paul said. He said, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In a few things, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. People run to me like, Pastor, I'm trying to figure out what the will of God is for me in my life. No, we make it so complicated that we need to see what it is. Specifically, right here in this scripture, it says this. God, this is the will of God for you. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God for you. Why? Is it the will of God for us to be thankful in everything? I'm glad you asked. Because being ungrateful gives us an unhealthy perspective at life. Being ungrateful causes a person to focus on 10% of the bad instead of 90% of the good. I wish, honestly, you guys were with me on this. Because right now in life, people talk about, people just want to focus on what's bad instead of going, instead of focusing on what's good in their life. Maybe you got a bad knee. And you're so tired of your bad knee. And you always focus on your bad knee. And you always talk about your bad knee. And people see that you got a bad knee. And it's just your knee. But you ain't giving, you ain't, you, you talk so much about your knee. But what about your other knee? What about your foot? What about your hip? What about your back? What about your hand? You got 98% of your body working, but you want to focus just on your knee. I'm preaching better than you're praising. In our growth group, and uh, shameless plug here, in our growth group called Coffee Date with the Butchers, we studied the building blocks of marriage called Love and Respect. Great book. And during our last session, the couples, we went over the 2080 rule. The author of the book shared how his wife was so optimistic about everything in her life. She always looked for the good and everything. Now, here's a woman, just, just to give you a quick uh, picture of how this woman was. She had uh, uh, bilateral mastectomies, lost both of her breasts. She had cancer. She survived it. But in that time, she began to say, you know what? God has given me my health. I may have lost my breasts, but guess what? I started seeing the good in what I have now and not about what I've lost. She started seeing the good in all things. Say, say to God, let me just show you some things because sometimes I don't see how ungrateful I am. There, there was this one guy here, and maybe you guys don't know him. He is, he's our program director. He is one of the deacons here at the church. His name is 
Tony Tolbert, all right? Mind you, this guy is a veteran. He served for over 20-some-odd years in the military. This guy right here, and this is right when I first met him, we were going to Disneyland. And it's my first time hanging out with Tony Tolbert. And I looked at this dude, and I was like, okay, this is going to be a long trip. <laughs> to make a long story short, I was frustrated because I don't like being around crowds. I'm supposed to be in the happiest place on earth. And I wasn't happy. Okay, can, can, can you, guys, you guys, too many crowds. I got PTSD, y'all. I, 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 loud noises and all that stuff. But we're all there. We're in line to go these race cars. Two and a half hours. Waiting in line. Needless to say, I am not happy. And here comes this dude, Mr. Epic. That's his name, y'all. We call him Mr. Epic. He sits there as I'm sitting there. I'm frustrated. I'm mad. And he's like, hey. Could be worse. It's great to be with everybody, isn't it? So what you think, Big J? Hey, what's going on? And he was getting, I was getting angry with him. And I was like, why are you so happy? Watch this. We are supposed to be at the happiest place on earth. But he's found something good about us being there. He was like, dude, we're, we're waiting in line. We're here two and a half hours. But guess what? We're here together. <laughs> Do you guys understand that? Maybe you haven't sat in line because some of y'all be like, I'm just, I'm, I'm not waiting in line. I'm leaving. But no, he saw the good. And as I began to see that characteristic in Tony Tolbert, it started changing my life and my attitude. Now, now, saints, I'm trying to tell you something. In all things, give thanks. You know why? Because it could be worse. We could have been waiting six hours in line. If y'all, if you guys got a problem with being ungrateful about the things that you've lost or that you don't have, go see Tony Tolbert. Deacon Tony will let you know. Hey, Jay. Everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. Okay, now let's stop. Seeing the good in all things is a choice. Okay, yeah, I'll say it again. Seeing the good in all things is a choice. It's a spiritual discipline. It's a choice. How are you going to look at things in your life? Are you going to look at just the knee? Are you going to look at the body? Are you going to look at what you don't have? Are you going to give thanks for what you do have? You know, the word says this. And we know that all things work together for the good, according to Romans 8 and 28. Amen? 
We are living in a generation that curses their father and does not bless their mother. They are righteous in their own eyes. They are thankful unto no one for anything. This is the society. This is the generation that we're living in now. Ungrateful, unthankful, not giving thanks and praises to God for the things that we do have. One of the greatest privileges of being a Christian is to have the capacity to give thanks regardless of what happens. Did you hear what I said? The capacity. It means I'm capable of giving thanks. Do you guys understand that? Like a karate guy that does karate, he's capable of killing you with one punch. He's capable. It doesn't mean that he can, but he has the capacity, the ability to do it. But most Christians, we have the capability to do it, but are we doing it? You guys know things could be worse. It's easy to be thankful when things are going your way. I'll sit down and watch people run up and down because they're, they're, the, the, their stimulus check hit. I watch people get a brand new car. People get a brand new house, get a new job, and they are praising God, and they should. Christians can rise above any situation to thank God for causing all things to work together for them. But remember, things could be worse. But the problem is, sometimes, what if you don't get that stimulus check? (laughs) What if you don't get the car? What if you don't get the job? What if you don't get the house? What if you get evicted from your apartment? What if your husband leaves you? What if your wife leaves you? Even worse, what if they cheat on you? What what, what are you going to do? In all things, give thanks. When you're thankful, you appreciate what you have and not regret what you lost. I hope you're taking notes. When you appreciate what you have, you don't regret what you lost. I know I'm talking to a couple of people because there's some people that have lost some major things in their lives and and even a loved one. I've lost some loved ones. I've lost uh, 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 some people that are close and dear to me. But you know what? I I thank God for the, 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 the time that I had with them. Yeah, I lost them. I lost them. And most of them, yeah, they're not lost because lost means you don't know where something is. The the people I'm telling you are people I know where they're at. And I thank God. I give thanks every time I think about them. I thank God for the, the relationships. And I thank God for the fact that I've known them. So I, even though they're gone, I still give God thanks for the time that I did have. There's some people in here that may have lost a job or lost a relationship or, or whatever else, but at least you, you need to learn, learn to give God some praise and be thankful. But being ungrateful makes us too familiar with our blessings. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me talk to the guitar because they understand. Guitar, do you understand 
that being ungrateful makes you too familiar with your blessings. Yeah, because see, right now I can sit down and look at, you know, there, there was this one guy, and, and some of you guys remember we went to this church that my wife and I used to go to. This dude would sit behind us, and I would be like, this dude is too thankful. See if you guys remember this. I don't even know who the dude was. Every time there was praise and worship, he'd stand up and he'd go, God, I thank you for my socks. I thank you for the electricity. I thank you for my, my coffee maker. God, I thank you for my refrigerator. And I'm going, is it that serious? But we laugh. But I think the scripture said, give thanks in all things. Come on, you guys. Well, you know, pastor, that's just too, that's too much. Is it? Is it too much? Do you know what? When's the last time that you just know, like right now, it just happened. Just happened. You didn't even, you, you got too familiar with what I'm about to tell you, and it just happened again. You know what it is? Breathing. I'm, t- I'm trying to tell you, I, I got congestive heart failure. I know what it's like not to breathe. There's some people in here right now that have had COVID that have been hooked up to machines. See, that they know that every time that they take a breath, see, you don't understand it, but there's people, oh, Jesus, thank you. Hallelujah for breath in my lungs. Thank you, Jesus, for strength and energy. Lord, I thank you right now for allowing me to be able to walk right now. See, we get too familiar with the blessings that God has given us. Being grateful keeps us out of familiar. Familiar is not the place you want to be when it comes to the blessings that God has given you. Sometimes you need to just, because trust me. We were just at we were <laughs> we were at Disney World and my wife was telling me just take a t- t- sit down. I was like, uh-uh, I gotta keep going because I don't know the, the the next time I'm gonna be with my family again. I'm gonna I'm just gonna <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna go. My wife's like, come on. I was like, no, no, no. I need to cherish this moment and this time. There are times that I sit down and I taking. I've taken my family for granted just because they'll be here. There's been a time in my life that I sat down at my house and I in the, the, the quietness of my house because my kids, my daughter was in the hospital dying. My wife was there with them. My son was at my grand at, at their grandparents. And I sat there and I was like, God, I don't ever in my life want to feel this again. I don't want to be too familiar with the blessings that God has given me because I don't want to be ungrateful. When you're not grateful, you're never satisfied. Come on, just, you know, you know just right now in the spirit, just in the spirit, just the spirit, take your finger and point to yourself and say, you know what? I'm never satisfied. Some of us right now, just ourselves, if we sit down and even think about it, we are an ungrateful people. I said we. I'm putting myself in this category too. I'm speaking French. We. 
Oui. You're never satisfied. You, you, <laughs> Proverbs 28 and 25 says, a greedy man stirs up strife. Stirs up strife for who? For themselves. When you're ungrateful, you miss out what's, on what's really important. You know what's really important? Things could be worse. The reason why the negative always outweighs the positive is because we are an ungrateful people. An ungrateful life and an ungrateful heart is altogether displeasing to God. <laughs> Romans 1.21, it says this. Because that they knew not God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts were darkened. I like what the NLT says. It says, yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. The biggest problem we have in church today is we love to take the word of God and be looking at other people and going, see, yep, yeah, that's, that's describing the world right now. No. The Bible was written for the church. Paul was talking about people in the church. He's talking about us. It is us that are ungrateful, and we are not worshiping God for who he is. Things could be worse. Way, way, way worse. Now, some of you guys may know stories in the Bible about people that have experienced some worse things in their lives. If you guys don't know, just the first thing you just start thinking, you guys, there's this guy, if you remember, his name was Joseph. It's like Joseph, little, little Joe, little Joe, not from Bonanza. There's a few people in here that... They don't know. They don't know Bonanza. They're like, Bonanza? What, what is that? No, Bonanza. But Joseph. Joseph, things for him couldn't get worse. He was betrayed by his brothers. And then when he was betrayed by his brothers, things couldn't get worse. But then guess what? They threw him in a pit and left him for dead. Things couldn't get worse, but they did. He was sold into slavery. Things couldn't get worse, but they did. He goes and he's accused of rape. Things can't get worse, but they did. He got sent to prison. He got forgot about. Do you think this guy's sitting there thinking, man, what could get worse? What about Job? If you guys don't know who Job is, the book of Job is not about a job. <laughs> Job loses his children. We're talking about in one day. Lost his children. What could get worse? Then he lost his land. What could get worse? 
Then he lost his cattle. What could get worse? He lost all his possessions. What could get worse? Has if anybody that I know of that has the right to complain, we knew that Job, Job knew the whole thing in his mind is it could get worse. And guess what? It did get worse. After everything that, that he lost, then he started, he lost his health. I didn't even talk about losing his relationship with his wife or her trust. Job lost his health. But Job found good in his situation. Job 1 and 21 says this. And he said, this is what Job said. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I wish somebody got excited about that. I wish I had maybe one or two great to have a bad situation, but things could get worse. Is there somebody in here that could give God some praise? When Freddie, things almost go bad, but it could get worse. You're still here. Papa, when you were in the hospital with COVID, things could have got worse, but you're still here. When God allowed me to have not one stroke, but two strokes, to not be able to talk, not to be able to speak, not to be blind, but God healed me. Things still could have got worse, but has allowed me to experience is anybody in here grateful for God? Hallelujah. Things could get worse. You could lose your job. You could lose your wife or your husband. You could lose a, a, a child, a God forbid, but things could get worse. As I close, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 16 through 18 says this, and we said it before. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ for you. Philippians chapter 4, 5, and 7 says this. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Let me say that again. In everything by prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Now, what does that mean? The scripture says this, in everything by prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. We know what prayer is. Supplication is asking. As I'm praying, saying, God, let your will be done. We thank you for your word. And this is what you need. Now, now you do this. Your supplication is, Lord, grant me health. Lord, make me and my wife be one more. Let our relationship reflect your marriage to the church. Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew, renew my heart. I want to be right. That's supplication. That's asking. And then it says, with thanksgiving. 
The problem that we have is we are praying and asking, but we forgot about giving thanks. It is rude to ask for something and not say please and then thank you. We've forgotten to say thank you. It's like, God, yes, Lord, thank you. Let your will be done. And thank you for my health. Thank you for this. Thank you. you, you you've forgotten the Thanksgiving. Actually, you're not even saying thank you. Just, you're asking God for what you want. And then after that, you wait. Listen, we have a nasty habit of not thanking God before we get what we're asking for. Did, did, maybe they didn't understand that. We have a nasty habit. It's like picking your nose. It's a nasty habit. We have a nasty habit <laughs> of not thanking God before we get what we ask for. It says that you should pray, ask, and then give thanksgiving. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. So when I go before God and I ask, ask him for something, I'm going to say by faith, I'm going to say thank you. Thank you. Now, before I get healed, before, before I get my heart transplanted, before whatever happens, God, thank you. Thank you. Because that's the will of God for me through Christ Jesus, is to say thank you. <laughs> Thanksgiving isn't just the 24th of November. <laughs> I live a life of Thanksgiving. I will give thanks. We will ask, but when we don't get what we ask for, we become ungrateful. Jeremiah 30 and 19 says this. From them shall perceiving and the sound of those who will make merry and I will multiply them and they will not be diminished. God does not want more grumps, but he wants more grateful people to give him more glory and honor and delight. I got ahead of myself because there's a lot of testimonies here, but I just want to talk about one of the testimonies of my brother and my friend, Fred. I met Fred years ago here at the church and I've watched his relationship with the Lord grow, grow, and grow. But never have I seen somebody that he, he's, he's the guy that plays the background. He don't, want, he don't want to be seen. He don't want to be up front. He just want whatever's going to be done, he's there. There was a, a, a great tragedy that happened in his family his father-in-law passed away and um the plight and plague of covid not only hit his father-in-law and their family but also hit his family all at one time everybody was fine but my brother got it bad thank God for what God did in, his, did in his life during that time. 
we sat down and we talked. We talked on the phone. He couldn't talk because he couldn't even breathe. And some of you guys know. You guys know what COVID's like and what, it, what it's like when you can't, you can't even talk. But I watched the testimony being built up in him. I watched him be a person that he just was giving God honor, giving God glory, giving God thanks. And listen, watch this. This dude is in the hospital, barely breathing. But you know what? Because he believed that God was going to heal him. He's praying for me. Barely being able to, to talk. <sighs> Pastor, are you okay? Because he realized things could get worse. And he said, God, I'm going to give you thanks and glory for what I have now. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know that right now I'm going to give you glory. I'm going to give you thanks for this moment that I have with my pastor. I'm going to give you thanks for the moment that I have for, for my children, my daughters. I, I'm going to give you thanks for the moment and the time that I have with my wife. And I believe that your, his prayers, uh, the, the, the prayer of the righteous availeth much power. And God sent healing over to Fred. And God, all of a sudden, miraculously, all of a sudden his numbers changed. Miraculously things happened. And now, if you guys, if you guys just go talk to Fred now, Fred will tell you. Fred will tell you. And he'll tell you, man, I'm thankful for everything God has done for me. Fred can't walk too far even right now. He goes, he gets to the car and he's winded. But he's like, man, whew, praise God. I'm still here. I could be, we could be leaving church. Watch this. My, my daughters and my wife could be leaving here church today play, playing, placing flowers on my grave. But things could be worse. God, allow me to be here today. Thank you, Jesus. He has developed a grateful heart. That's why Psalms 107 and 1 says this. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Ephesians 5 and 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of of our Lord in Jesus Christ. Saints of God, things can get worse. And they may get worse. You guys hear me? Things may get worse. But give thanks for where you're at. Give God thanks in all things. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet. Praise God. Now, I just preached my socks off. They're, they're over my shoes right now. And I would think that maybe what I just preached was about giving thanks. Why do I got to sit down and pull thanks out of you right now? I, come on. I'm just saying that as a pastor. Is there something that you are grateful for at this moment? Can you open up your mouth? I will bless bless the Lord at all times his praises shall continually be in my mouth hallelujah hallelujah